Dive into the thrill of Sydney's Spring Carnival, where world-class horse racing, fashion and entertainment combine. Welcome to the Sydney Set with Mick Gannon and Nick Ashman. Uh, very good morning to you, Sydney. You're listening to the Sydney Set, your one-stop shop for all your thoroughbred racing needs. It's Everest Day 2023, more than 31 million bucks up for grabs out at Randwick this afternoon. Highlighted, of course, by the $20 million Everest. It's the richest race on turf in the world. Think about it is your favourite. He's one of two runners for Joe Pride. We're going to speak to Joey in a few moments' time. And uh, we'll get the latest on both Think About It and his other runner, Private Eye. Joining me as he does each and every week to dissect all of the action, all of the Sydney action, it's Mick Gannon. Morning, Nico. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm up and about. Look, it's a big carnival ahead, mate. We are just talking off air. We've got a long way to go and uh, we're feeling the pinch a little bit, but it's hard not to be up and about, isn't it, for Everest Day? Off the bit, but it's easy to get back on it. I'll tell you yep. what, um, huge day of racing. Cannot wait. I'm really keen to hear how uh, the track's going to play. Even more keen to hear from Joey Pride. And even more so from the listeners, 0457 736 736. Send in your text messages. Uh, we'll read a couple of those out, and we might even send a, uh, a premium tip package from thegreattipoff.com over later this afternoon, Nico. There you go. Something there for you. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk to Joey in about three minutes. 7.05 a.m. We'll, we'll put Pride on the line. Uh, now, <clears throat> before that, we've had a big week in racing. We had the barrier draw for the Everest on Tuesday night. That was quite the spectacle out on Sydney Harbour. And around the same time, we heard the announcement that the Melbourne Cup Parade would be cancelled. Mick, what's going on? Oh, honestly, <laughs> what are you? What, what are you? What are you doing? Are you trying what to are you, ruin what the are race? you doing down there, you lot? Oh, I don't. I just like. Well, you're it's a, just you're amazing. a former Mexican. You're down there at the moment. You'd know what's going on. Have they lost the well, plot? I was in Mexico for four and a half years. Obviously, yeah. got married, had two kids here, so I'll always have a soft spot. And then you woke up to yourself and came back. And then I decided, no, I can't handle that weather anymore. Yeah. Um, so all I jumped the, on a plane and came decisions. back to the family. Yeah, bad yeah. decisions. So, oh, look, I don't know what's happened here, but it's. Um, I really hope that they get their act together because cancelling the parade is not in the interest of the sport, that's for sure. Absolutely not. And, yeah, well, you both said, that's it. Leave me out of the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, though, we've had a, a great lead-up and a great build-up, um, courtesy of our friends at uh, Racing New South Wales, for the Everest, uh, the $20 million feature this afternoon. Now, what I want to bring to the table now is how the track's going to play. We've got the track walker information that's just come through. Uh, now, they're saying that lanes two to six will be the absolute primo spot at Randwick this afternoon. This should suit stalkers, those horses that aren't necessarily leading in the run, but they'll be sort of in that uh, forward of midfield position mix. So how does that line up with your tips throughout the afternoon? Yeah, perfect, mate. I've uh, pretty much everything that I'm fancied on pace and uh, right there in the firing line. So I'm very happy to hear that, mate. Okay. Well, let's get into our best bets before we have a chat to Joey. And um, and what's yours today? You're yep. on fire. I just want to give you a wrap because Thanks. I know you're my partner and I, I probably <laughs> shouldn't. But fair dinkum, mate. I think you're five from five now for your Metro tips. If we scrub out that dirty little Kimbler tip from week one, uh, you're five from five in the Metro, I'm mate. So I'm going to buy a bottle of grains to stop mentioning built. Um, okay. <laughs> Randwick race uh, four, number three, Tom Kitten. I think 1,800 metres is ideal. We'll see a slightly more aggressive ride from Nash today, and I, th I don't think he'll miss the boat this time. Race four, yep. number three, Tom Kitten. How about you, yeah, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you with him. I've got him on top. And my best is in race three, number four, Arctic Glamour. Best last 1,000, 800, 600, uh, 400, and 200 of the entire meeting. Seven lengths inside standard time. 
when she broke the maiden first up from a spell. She's clearly come back in really good order. I had a quick phone conversation with Karen McAvoy yesterday, and he said to me, it's my absolute best of the day, and I think she'll win this and go on and become a 1,000 guineas horse. So there's something for the futures players out there if you want to have something. a little bit of a wager. So fingers crossed, uh, Arctic Glamour and Tom Kitten. I reckon you're probably getting on the double there, uh, Mick. Yep. What, I like what, what it. What are we looking Something there, maybe about $5 for that double, I reckon. I'll check it out. We'll speak to Joey and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll come back with a double for the punters. There you go. Question without notice, they call that one there. So um, Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, joining us uh, for the first time here on the Sydney set, it's this man. He's a legend of the turf. He's got two runners in a $20 million race. There he is. Joey. Joe Pride. Are you on the line? Yeah, I'm here, guys. Yeah, <laughs> try lighten up of... your morning there, Joe. <laughs> I love that song. Great song. <laughs> hey, Joe. Well, uh, Nick an here. alcoholic, but anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be after today. <laughs> Something to take the edge off. Hey, uh, Joe. Thanks for coming on, mate. I know it's a big morning for you. We just want to talk about these two runners you've got for proven thoroughbreds. Uh, we'll start with Private Eye because he. You know, he had an indifferent autumn, didn't he? And not everything went to plan, but his first up win in the uh, in the uh, shorts was just outstanding, wasn't it? It was. It was a really strong win and, um, you know, a, a good signal, a uh, good indication that the horse has come back um, to the sort of form he was in last spring, which we saw him run, um, you know, three really good sprint races uh, around this same trip and one of them was obviously in the Everest. So you're figuring that's good form for, us for today's race. What, um, what's the key with him going from that first up run to the second up run? He's got that really good fresh record, and obviously previously you've tested him out over further than sprint trips. Do you, have you changed your training regime for, with him this preparation, or is it just business as usual? No, no business as usual. Like we, um, uh, I, I didn't mind the four-week gap. I, I had contemplated running him in the Premier as well, but I didn't see a, sort of see a need for another run in there. And um, as, you, as you just said, he is extremely well on, on the fresh side, so... Um, with just that little trial under his belt from last week, really happy to um, really happy to give him his opportunity today. Four weeks between runs. Second up last spring, obviously he was in the Everest, wasn't he? Because he resumed in the Gill Guy down at Melbourne, and he he went within a a whisker or a bees, you know what, of beating Giga Kick. No Giga Kick this year. Mazu was third in the Everest last year. He goes around again this year. Um, you must be confident you can go one better. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's, it's, it looks a really nice assignment for him. And um, uh, look, we'll, there's been a lot of um, a lot of conjecture about the, you know how this race is going to be run today. But you no, know, I've got you know, Premier Jockey and Nash Willow on, and he'll he'll make some decisions on the run. I'm not going to tie him down with too many instructions. So hopefully he can get it he can get it right as he often does, Nash. And uh, yeah, look, looking forward to it. Joey, just going through the speed map, as you just touched on, uh, think about it. Do you think it'd be ridden uh, a Ford today from that really good gate? Oh, you'd have to make use of the barrier. You know, um, it'd be silly not to take advantage of that. And he's a horse who's, who's you know, possibly better suited over a bit further. So I think we want to be spotting all these massive big head starts. It's going to make his task too too big. Um, so, yeah, we'll use the gate and I'd say end up in the first half of the field somewhere. You must be. Uh, you spoke about Nash as well. He's the most profitable jockey at uh, Randwick over the last uh, twelve months for jockeys that have ridden ten winners or more. Uh, Sammy Clipperton, though, has really formed such a good association with Think About It, hasn't he, Joe? He's eight from eight on this horse. The horse is ten from eleven overall. Fair to say, this is probably his toughest test to date. But you must be buoyed by the fact that he beat 
uh, a couple of his rivals in the Premier, and you'd think he can only strip better. Yeah, yeah, he'll definitely be better. Um, what what he probably needs more than private eye here today is a is a good strong tempo. Um, if he gets that, he's, he's clearly clearly at his best in fast run races. So yeah, hopefully hopefully we get that today. And that twenty million dollar race over the sprint trip, you'd be you'd be pretty hopeful there will be a genuine tempo. I think he probably went a bit slow on overpass the other day, and those front runners are not always suited just by going slower. So um, yeah, hopeful of a good tempo, and he'll show his best under those circumstances. Can you split them, Joe? I know it's a hard question, but given that they're both proven thoroughbred horses, and I know Jamie, I saw you guys at the barrier draw, and, and Jamie Walter is up and about. What's what's in your eyes? Which one do you think's got the slight edge? Oh, I think honestly, I think it's kind of gone down to the way the race is run. I'm I'm sort of happy to sit on the fence there. I can make a pretty good case for both horses, but really, I think the way the race is run will probably dictate which one's first home. Um, just happy to have two really you know, solid chances. With you know horses that have uh, you know, proven proven at the level, or, or maybe I just make an argument that that's not proven at the level, but he's a, a dual group one winner. So, mm. who's the horse you got to beat, Joe, in your eyes before we let you go? I oh, definitely Moody's horse. Definitely Moody's horse. Yeah, yeah. So you win. Um, I wish I win. Sorry, so you win. I wish I win. I wish yeah. I win. Um, he's yeah, he's clearly the horse who's performed at the highest level so far. So that makes him the hardest to beat. All right, Joe. You've got three other runners: Cold Crusher, Argentia. And street gossip out there today. Is it a push for one of them, perhaps? Um, Argentia, if she can bounce back into her best form, would be a chance. Um, Cole Crush is on his way to a hunter. He'd run a cheeky race, but just just outside chances, I would suggest. All right, Joe. Go get him, mate. Uh, give your strength this afternoon for the Everest. It's at 4.15pm, and uh, we'll have our fingers and toes crossed for you, Joe. Great. Thank you very much, guys. All right, Mick, there he is, Joe Pride, or Joey, as he's we call him. Uh, he's a, an absolute star. What a man. Thanks for giving up, giving up your time today, Joe. Super stuff. Two huge chances in a $20 million race, and he's managed to come on and just, you know, spend some time with us. So, fair mm. dinkum. How good, are, how good are we going? Hey, uh, just Let's, some text here. Quick, Nico. Um, just saying you guys are carving it up. Three from three early in the quality last week. Cracking show. Cheers. Put your names to your text so we can read them out. Legends, nice best bets last week, boys. Few good ruffies flying crazy. Dolcetti, don't mention it. Gee whiz, you'll get a big head, Nick. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind sequestered. Arctic Glamour and TK today. Jack Evans, yeah. on your Jack. On your Jack, okay. Well, mate, let's talk about this Everest. Uh, we'll get a market off you in a moment's time, Mick. But here's a couple of little stats for you. $20 million race, obviously 12 runners going around. No mayor has ever won the race. Kerry McAvoy's won three of the six editions thus far. He won the first two aboard Red Zell and then Classic Legend in 2020. And five of the six winners have finished in the Quinella at their previous or their lead-up run to the big one, the Everest, this afternoon, Mick. So there's a couple of stats. Uh, how's the market looking? Noisy, the newest betting app this spring. Time to bet noisy. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Yeah, it's just opening up my noisy bed app now. I wish I win $4.20 private ice, $7. Think about it. Four Mazu, $71. Overpass 12s. Interesting. Bonus Nachos, $17. Hawaii 5010. Alcohol free, $41. Won't be alcohol free if that gets up. In secret, eight fifty. The market mover. Espiona sixteen dollars on the way out. Shinzo eighteen. Cylinder ten. Bella Nipotina eighteen. But I don't think we'll need that one. Nico, that's the market. Yeah. Okay. Good on you. Now we spoke about this speed map when we we're talking to Joey. Overpass surely goes forward, doesn't he, Mick? And then 
Who do you have coming across from out wide? The potentials for mine were alcohol-free, Hawaii Five-O, and possibly Marzu. Really, really interesting, isn't it? There's plenty of horses that can come across, but I put it down to the, the, the more aggressive jockeys in the race. So I think Nashville Wheeler might be aggressive early. I think um, James McDonald will be aggressive early on Hawaii Five-O. So that's Private Eye, Hawaii Five-O. And... The, I don't know. I, I, I thought Marzu, Tommy has to be. He's got only one option, doesn't he, Nick? So, mm. yeah, really interesting. In Secret was the interesting one for me. If In Secret comes across with Zach Lloyd, then there's a lot more speed in the race than I thought. What are your thoughts, In Secret, coming across? Yeah, look, I, I thought she'd have a, a sniff. I think yep. the smart play from Zach, and I wouldn't tell Zach Burton how to ride. He's one of the best on the planet. But um, is to go, come out and have a look. And then if the likes of Hawaii Five-0 and Marzu want to kick up underneath you, well, then you're probably going to be able to just drop onto their backs yep. and get that lovely trailing position well off the rail, maybe three, maybe four wide. Got to remember the 1,200-metre start at Randwick, it's not necessarily imperative to come across and, and sit on the fence. You can cover a little bit of ground there. No, it's not. But when we saw the likes of Nature Ship last year, three wide, and, and that was his undoing, right? Three mm. or four wide. Fast tempo, though, Mick. Yeah, fast fast tempo. tempo. Well, that's it. So, look, this year I think it's overpasses race to lose with Joshy Parr out in front there. I think a well-judged ride could be enough for him to get the job done here because he goes out, he's, I don't know, what do you think? What do you think the the number is? 11.6? 11.5? 11.6? Is that a... a, Between the 1,000 and the 800? Yeah. Yeah, I I think, look, I I think with overpass... I've got no doubt that Joshy will try and pinch a breather somewhere. Yeah. I just don't know if he can sustain the speed from barrier to post and beat these horses. But I think if he can get a cheap two to 300 metres in the middle stages of the race as they come down the side, then I think he's, he's, he's that sneaky chance to pinch the race up the rise. So yeah. it'll just depend on how much pressure is applied. I suspect J-Mac on Hawaii 5.0 though, Mick, I think he'll want to have overpass in his sights. He'll know he's on the bigger, more robust horse with more natural stamina reserves. And he'll want to make sure it turns into a bit of a war of attrition over the last two to 300 metres. So I tend to think that the pace will be on throughout. And yep. speaking to Karen McAvoy yesterday, he seemed to think that as well. So it was interesting talking to him. He said to me, he goes, this Shinzo's the forgotten horse. He said, mm. like, you take out that last run. And he said he was first up 1,400 metres. He pulled up two out of five lame, had some feet issues, I think, or leg issues. Um, and he said, if you go and watch the replay, not much went right for him as well in the run. He had to sort of, he got shuffled back and had to come around them on the turn. So he said, we, we beat Cylinder home in the Golden Slipper fair and square. We gave him a start and went past him. And he said, now Cylinder's half our price. Mm. And he said, it's all based on one run. It is. It is. And what's interesting as well, um, Shinzo has that enormous peak, that career peak, and Mm. he produced that off what could only be suggested as an average, an average rated um, run. And so he can well and truly do that again. He's one of few horses in this race that has a career peak that's good enough to actually win this race. There's not Mm. a lot of them. Um, Some of these will have to go to a new level to win this race today, but Shinzo is a, is a proven commodity You've just got to weigh up as a punter. You know, do you want to be backing a horse that was lame last start? That, that you know, you know it, it's tough. It's a tough one, isn't it, Nick? It is. Uh, so what are you tipping here, mate? What's the go for the, the $20 million Everest? Yeah, I've been tossing up all week between think about it and overpass. You know I love my speed maps. You know I love a horse that gets on pace advantage. I'm going to have to go with overpass here. You're getting a good price. I think we said it was around $12.00. I'm just going to have to have to have a uh, each way bet on overpass and just 
I'll be holding my breath late, Nico, but I'm very keen mm. overpass. I think think about it, it's going to be right there. I was very, very keen, um, even more bullish now that Joe's suggesting that he will be ridden um, aggressively. And, uh, well, private eyes going to be thereabouts. And I wish I win. Well, the, the highest rated runner in the race. Look, granted, this isn't a heavy track. It's not a rain-affected track. It's a dry deck, but still, he'll be thereabouts. He just needs luck. Look, Luke Nolan, Sydney way of going. It's easy to see everyone go, oh, all he needs is a bit of luck. It's not as easy as that pun. It's like fair mm-hmm. dinkum. It's a lot harder than that. He's going to need a lot of luck. Um, and sometimes this, it might open up for him. If it does, he'll be thereabouts. If it doesn't, we'll be going, oh, how, how stupid were we? Yeah. Uh, that said, I've got him on top. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I just think the only thing he has to do is get the run. And yeah. I can see that it's a definite danger that he won't. And it's a, 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 a risk that I think is built into the price. He got out to $6 on Friday. Yeah. And that was just silly odds because it was way too big an overreaction. You're right. They will try and keep him in on the fence. But they've also got to run, uh, ride their own races. Mm. And we're not mm. talking about keeping him in. He just he needs to get out from about the 500. If he gets out around then and from barrier one, if they don't go that quick, don't be surprised if this horse is within two to four lengths of the lead um, coming yep. to the 600-metre mark. And that's a position that he's not normally in. So I think whilst, yes, there's a potential traffic issue, uh, I think he also, in the run, settles a fair bit closer without having to do much more work. And that's got to count for something, surely. I just envisaged the, uh, big Dazza Flindell saying, oh, I wish I went or did helicopter rescue at the 300. <laughs> I, just, I just see it happening. I feel it. I feel it. Anyway, well, best of luck I've with got it. The, I've got the other one. I've got him going, <laughs> boom, yeah. again. Um, and, then, and the forgotten horse, but she's not forgotten anymore. Um, when you just read out the, uh, the market flux, it was in secret for mine. Mm. She, um, when we were chatting yesterday, I think it was, uh, Mick, you know, you've got to remember that that Concord Stakes over a thousand metres, that Remark uh, one, rated exceptionally well. It was, I think, her first crack at a thousand. Um, and she's definitely better at 1200. She goes second up into the shorts. I reckon she might have been a, tat fl- a touch flat in the, uh, in the shorts, Mick. But yep. she was the $3.10 favourite. So for those that follow the SP profiles, she was the $3.10 favourite when Private Eye was $12. Now, or you were getting $12 in secret, and Private Eye was a lot less. So a little sneaky trial in between runs. Third up record looks good. She's won uh, a Newmarket handicap third up from a spell. And she also finished second to Jackano in last year's Golden Rose at this stage of her preparation. So... I'll tell, yeah, you, I'll tell you what, there's been a, been a couple of uh, couple of moves for a few, for your your tip, mate, as we're sitting here into $3.90 with Noisy Bet now. Who's They're that? listening. I wish I, I win. Wish I win. Yeah. yeah, the Ashman, okay. the, the Larry fan club, they've chimed in, punters. <laughs> now, I've got a question for you. I want, I want to yeah. know, all right, there's there's probably 11 horses that could win this race. Obviously, Mazu's the one that everyone's mm. penning. Are, are you, are you sharing that sentiment, Nick? Yeah, look, I, I, I think so. He, he's he's up against it, isn't he? He was um, he did over-race a bit there, and he was wide no cover in the shorts first up. So um, having that said, though, so was Private Eye, and he got the yep. job done. But I, I do think he runs his best races when he gets his toe in the ground, Marzu. Toe so. in the ground, needs a better barrier, and has had an mm. interrupted preparation. How about alcohol-free? Everyone keeps telling me this horse can't win. She, she's got none because of all these you know records and... Her last start wasn't good enough, but if you see an improvement like what we saw from a Hawaii Five O, the stable mate, and we know the stable can improve them two or three lengths, she has huge figures in the UK. Can she? Can she be thereabouts today? Well, she's one that you can't put the pen through. You can't, um, can you? I'm not backing her, but mm. if you look at her, you know the time form ratings and any international ratings on this mare, they are very good. 
and good enough to be competitive in an Everest. The question is, is she going to turn up there at best? She's I right still stable. don't think the right stable to do it, though, isn't she? Oh, 100%. I mean, there's no stable going better in the country over the last sort of three to six months than the Waterhouse and Bod Stable. They're striking up at around 30%. Their profitability for the punters that are following them is sort of up around 15 to 20%. So the market is starting to catch up now. The, their horses are shortening up in the market, so they'll become less profitable to follow. But still uh, still training him at that uh, really good strike rate. And, and he's a big chance, too. He's a big boy, Hawaii 5-0. Mm. Gay said from the outset, we had a on now, I think our second show yep. that we ever did here on the Sydney set. And she was talking about Hawaii 5-0 then. She thinks he's a proper animal. And I know for a fact he's been set for this race. Well, speaking of which, we had a text in here. Morning, lads. I love your show. Since Gay was on your show, I've been backing Hawaii 5-0. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain the price difference between him and Think About It, Nico? Well, look, to answer that question, the main reason is because he was second up when Think About It was resuming. So the, the people that will look at it go, Think About It, beat him home, and he's going to improve more fitness-wise. However, oh. I will say this. If you go and look at Think About It, he's a lovely style of horse, but he's more athletic than Hawaii Five-O. Mm. Hawaii Five-O is like, built like a Sherman tank. And even though Gay and Adrian are brilliant conditioners of racehorses and can get them fit and ready first up, given that this has been his target all along, I reckon he's going to peak today. So I don't think, I agree. I don't think that, dis, I think the disparity in the marketplace between Think About It and Hawaii 5.0 is not justified. I love Think About It as a horse and he can win. But I think compared to Hawaii 5.0 in terms of value, I think the value lies with uh, the Waterhouse horse. Yeah, super stuff. Punters 0457 736 736. <laughs> Send in your Everest what? tip. Let us know why, who and why. Two more horses I want to talk to. Sorry, Miko. Uh, two no, horses, Espiona. Mm. And Cylinder. Now, Espiona is a really interesting one. She was an, uh, burst onto the scene with that epic victory at um, Flemington on Oaks Day a couple of years ago. That Never really huge, got back it? to it. Yeah. yeah, but then last preparation started showing a bit more form again. And then this preparation on my figures, I don't know about your database, Mick, but it's telling me that she is in career best form this prep. Yep, she'll run a career peak today. I, I have no doubt about that. It's just whether or not uh, that's going to be good enough. Huey Bowman aboard, Barrier 3, she'll be exploding late. The speed map's the worry. That's the only worry for me. You know, she's going to need as much luck as uh, as I wish I win, I'd suggest. But she you might be on his outside. Yeah, well, with any luck. And mm. I'd be including her in, in my exotics for sure. Uh, Cylinder? Yeah. Now he's 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 1,400 back to 1,200, which I suit. Think yeah. suits gets a set of blinkers on for the first time. I thought, don't know about you, I thought he might just go and try and sit outside the lead there with the three-year-old with the weight advantage. You think so? It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Go forward, mm. weight advantage. You got an aggressive jockey in uh, in Zach Lloyd. There it was very, very good. Should have won. Should have won. But then you look at Encaf and that that form line makes it braze up a little bit, doesn't it? So mm. I. I I'm willing to risk Cylinder because you can't back them all. And I'm happy to have egg on my face because I generally do. Well, I haven't had breakfast, so if you do, I might uh, <laughs> eat it off your face. There's a disgusting oh boy. vision to put into our listeners' uh, heads. On that note, I think we'll take a break, Mick. And when we come back, we're going to go through all of the action, starting back from race one at Randwick. You're listening to The Sydney Set. Get Noisy, the newest betting app with Bang on opening specials. Time to bet noisy, people. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Sydney set. It's Everest Day. Sydney's Everest Carnival. Elegant thrills and world-class racing await. And uh, 
Just a little text coming through here. Mick, Shane Belmont, Hawaii 5-0, gay and singo combo. Wouldn't that add to the story? Just think it'll run a race with a top jockey on. Good on you, Shane. Thanks for texting in. Speaking of tips and uh, finding winners, come on, Mick. How's our double looking, mate? I asked for it about 10 minutes ago. Surely during the ad break you found it. Something. Uh, $5.20 with Noisy Bet. The uh, the double, uh, Arctic Glamour into Tom Kitten. So just jump on your app there and uh, execute that bet. And I'll tell you what, speaking about executing, well, they'll be executing in the uh, in the public at Randwick today if Hawaii Five O gets the job done because Singo reckons he's going to shout the bar. So 40,000-odd uh, schooners. Remember the day he had, was it Blue Tongue he was shouting um, well, yeah. a while back? Didn't end it so well, did it? He, um, he, he did it for Ha-Ha in the Golden Slipper too in 2000, yes. I reckon, 2001. Yes, well, he might do it again today, so... They'll be cheering Hawaii 5 in the public. Cameron from Mount Karingai, not far from you there, I reckon, uh, Mickey. Uh, morning, boys. I was going to back cylinder. But, I, but as I was cooking my bacon and eggs this morning, that comment and that comment about Hawaii 5 it's all gone in the bin. Now I'm backing Hawaii 5 What's the plot? God. Love it. What You're listening man. to us. Come on, come on, Cameron. Just have something <laughs> on cylinder as well. He's a chance. Hey, uh, the... First race of the card at Randwick today is the ATC St. Ledger. It was won last year by Stockman as he progressed towards the Melbourne Cup. Of course, Stockman trained by Joey Pride. And uh, where's the same silks as um, Private Eye and think about it this afternoon? How's the market looking for uh, the St. Ledger this year, Mick? Yes, we've got Major Bill 650, Calipore 440, Cleveland 340, Benno 440, and uh, Land Legend 460. Market mover for Noisy Bet and the rest are uh, $21 and more. Have you noticed what Benno, what barrier Benno's got? Chew. Chew. That's right. Chew. You might finish uh, second, um, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what position? Chew. He did two starts ago. Two starts back, finished two. Um, now, what do you thinking here for a C-map point of view? Does Major Bill just get a very soft run in front? I think Major Bill, yeah, will lead them out. Benno won't be far away. Torrens. There are thereabouts as well. They're the three that will go forward. Land Legend was a query. I have absolutely no idea what they're going to do with that horse. Uh, it still has a bit of uh, – its ratings aren't too bad, so it'll be there or thereabouts. And you just see sometimes these um, UK, European horses come out and just absolutely flog us. So it wouldn't surprise to see that at all today either. Yeah, who are you tipping in this one? Uh, Calipore on top. Um, but, mate, with absolutely no confidence at all, Cleveland could jump out of the ground. Land Legend, as I said, could also be another one. A major bill could steal it. So good way to start the first race, isn't it? Just good luck. Throw it up the confetti in the air and see where it lands. Who do you like? Yeah. Oh, look, I'm with Major Beal. I think you've got to be forgiving of that um, uh, in, in the Metropolitan. It was wide no cover. The first up run at, in, at Wait for Age uh, was pretty good. And, look, you know, he's a derby winner from the autumn, so I'm happy to give him another go, particularly with that map advantage, mate. But, um, Super stuff. Yeah, I think my, my one query was that was just I wouldn't have minded a bit of sting out of the ground. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I just thought eight bucks, you know. It's yeah, it's worth a throw at the stump, so to speak. I, I, I won't be having it. Yeah, I won't be having the big lick at him, but I'll, I'll, I'll be having something. Hey, uh, race two is the benchmark, 78 over the 1,400 metres for the three-year-olds and up. Uh, how's the market shaping here? Yeah, well, interesting race here in regards to the market. I'd suggest to you that, uh, well, there's a few horses, a few movements that come out with scratchings at the moment, but uh, Gaza Blanket $2.90 is your favourite with noisy bet here. And uh, I think this is a really winnable race for uh, for Gaza Blanket here. I've got it on top. I had it marked $2.90 um, with a clear gap through to the rest. I think there might be a few scratchings. It's only 7.30. They'll be coming through shortly. Um, but Gaza Blanket was a horse on top for, he- for me. 1,400 metres suits and drops in great. I think he's clearly the best horse in the race. Did you see it the same way? 
Yep, I absolutely did. Uh, I think he's, he's flying this preparation. He hasn't missed a Quinella finish in three runs. He was wide no cover last time out. Not a massive dip is disadvantage, but it was in that hot benchmark 88 race run by Cabot. Uh, Kobe was third. He was heavily backed at his next run. That should have won. The pros have honed in. Yep, and the pros honed in on him. So you've got a couple of ticks there. I think the horse maps quite well. Looks to be genuine speed on paper or enough of it with Rise of the Masses and Body Bob coming across from out wide. Uh, even a Noah star through the middle, Ivan's hero will be handy. So plenty of pace engaged. He's got that big booming finish. I suppose if there was one query for Gaza Blanker, it's 1,400 metres. I think he's slightly more effective at 1,200. But now that he's uh, had the nine starts and he's starting to develop as a horse, I think he deserves another. Yeah, now's, now's the time. Now is now's the, the time. time. Yep. Everest Day, why not? Hey, let's have a look at race three. It's the Reginald Allen quality. It's the race for the three-year-old fillies run at Lister level. It's another 1,400 metre event scheduled to commence at 1.40 p.m. Yeah, cracking race this. Uh, I think Glamour. Now you've pushed it into dollar ninety with noisy bet. Jolie Star, four dollars twenty second favourite, and uh, longer the rest. Nico, uh, in regards to the map here, well, I'd be interested to see your thoughts, but I think a DD rolls for Jolie Star won't be far away, and Kundalini will be there or thereabouts. What are your thoughts on yeah. race three? I know this is your best bet of the day. Yeah, Diddy goes forward for sure. And I think leads, um, depending on whether or not the, the what's the horse, Zilter to its outside wants to burn across as well. But I don't think so. Um, I just stable mates what, there, aren't they? So they, 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 they've got to cuddle each other a little bit. Yeah, a little, little hug and kiss in the mm, run. Mm. Um, I thought she was awesome, Arctic Glamour. You know, when, when these fillies and, and, and Colts in the, in the, as a spring three-year-old come back from their two-year-old season and do what she did on the clock, that's when you know they've taken that natural development. And in my experience, you just stick with these horses. She had a pretty strong SP going into that first up run. Seven links inside standard time. She won by four and a quarter links. Best last, 1,008, 6, 4, and 2 of the entire meeting. Karen said to me yesterday, it's his best ride without a shadow of a doubt. And he thinks she's a group one horse in the making. So that'll do me at even money, mate. Well, we're on here, son, because I'm taking you on. Uh, I'm, I'm against Arctic Glamour. Glamour and I'm with yeah. Jolly Star. Jolly Star's got the job done over Arctic Glamour. Yep. Once before, came back, was pretty good. Last start, pretty good. Now sits more forward today in the run than Arctic Glamour. I don't necessarily, you know, believe that Jolly Star is necessarily a better horse, but it's definitely going to get the better run of the race here. And at the price, I'm happy to side with Jolly Star. So Ooh, bring it. it on. We'll have to have a bottle of red on it, maybe. No, it's probably not fair because I'm even money. That's not fair. Uh, we can, Look at me trying to stitch Yeah, I know. You're good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I woke up yesterday, red, son. Yeah, good on you, pal. That's hey, uh, should we, That's move, pretty we good. We'll move on to the next race, won't we, before I just take uh, you know a case of beer or feel or something else. <laughs> race four. Now, this is an interesting race to gloaming stakes. It's your best bet for the day. It's the 1,800-metre event. Run at group three level for the three-year-olds. For those that don't know, this is the traditional lead-up to the spring champion stakes in a couple of weeks' time, over 2,000 metres for the three-year-olds. And it's got a pretty good honour roll as well. There's some very good gallopers. Tommy Kitten's the favourite here, isn't he, Mick? Yeah, Tom Kitten, $2.35 favourite with Noisy Abetz. Then we have Snowman, $3.80. You wouldn't believe it's been absolutely off the map, this horse, since opening. Uh, they're the two in, uh, in in the betting. Outside of that, you're looking at a horse like Tunhalzer. It's been a market mover with Noisy around the $7.50 mark. Yeah, let's uh, the, the way the speed sets up, well, if, if, there should be real genuine tempo here because Gambari for the Waterhouse and Bot Stables, your likely leader, and he's drawn the extreme outside. So he's going to have to do a little bit of work, one would think, to come across. Uh, Snowman wasn't far away. I think the reason why the market's honed in on him is because he, he beat Riff Rocket last start. Riff Rocket went down to um, Flemington and won the superimposed last Saturday. 
and yep. was the winner of the day when Huge. the best last 400 metres. I thought it had something, something more to do with Bowman on a snowman, but uh, there you go. <laughs> um, so genuine pace here, mate. I tell you what, I thought, um, I thought, uh, I thought Tommy Kitten. I agree with you. It was just a touch keen in the run when third in the in the Dalsify. I think they'll let him settle a little bit closer here now that he's getting up in trip. And Tannerhaus on board by the fact you said there's a bit of specking for this galloper in the marketplace. I do think this will just bring him on for the Spring Champion. But yep. there was a. I thought he was a hidden run in the Ming Dynasty. He got tightened for Rune coming around the home turn and had to chase hard along the fence. That's his only run this preparation. But we know that this horse, when he's right, if he runs somewhere near his top. He won't, he won't miss it, the frame. He'll run top three for sure. Yes, yeah, spot on. Tannhaus was a horse I was really keen on backing last start. Unfortunately, it was scratched, taken out. So one run behind, I think, the spring champion is the time to back it, but he'll be there or thereabouts. I just think Tom Kitten, we're going to get a good price here later on today. I think it'll, I think he'll keep drifting, and hopefully we get closer to that $3 mark as the heavy support comes for Snowman. I just, just got a little fraction too far off them last start, and uh, as you said, over-raced a little bit. Nash Ruila out to the 1,800 metres today. I don't think we'll see the same issue. You'll sit midfield and it'll explode late. Tom Kitten looks progressive. They've said they've suggested um, potential derby. So 1,800 metres, he'll eat that up and get the job done for us. Race four, number three, best of the day. I'm feeling festive. Normally we go for an outbreak, but I reckon let's do the Kosciuszko. We've got to get this $2 million brilliant uh, creation from Racing New South Wales into this first segment. Uh, or second segment, I should say. Uh, the Kosciuszko, a fascinating race, this one, Mick. Over 1,200 metres with three-year-olds and up. Run at set weights and penalties. It'll kick off at 2.50pm. You absolutely must watch it this afternoon. Outside of the Everest, this is a fascinating contest. How's the market looking? Certainly is. Uh, Oprah Ridge, Turles, 50 and front page 460. We know he's about there, the two in the market. And uh, Nemeth for my old mate, Mitch Beer, $26.00. Is a yeah, looks looks over the odds for mine. Let's just have a look at the map. So we've got Kimberly Secrets rolling forward from Barrier One. Mogo Magic there will push forward. Front page will likely sit um, just outside those. I think Nemeth and Derry Grove, they'll be there or thereabouts. There's no doubt about that. There's not a lot of speed from the outside here. Our last cash and fender are two that could come across, but I think they might just create a bit of a three-wide line there, which would be um, you know handy for a horse like far too easy late. Nico, how did you see the race unfolding? Yeah, I, I saw it the same way. Mojo Magic goes forward and uh, and probably him in um, the front page, you'd think would control the speed, but I don't know if they have to go that fast. Mm-hmm. That said, it is a grand final and you've got a lot of country sort of gallopers lining up here that aren't going to want to get out of their ground and be mathematically impossible for them to win. I thought the most interesting or the talking point out of the race was the fact that we've got Oak, uh, Opal Ridge, who's the most talented horse in the race. Clearly. Clearly. Clearly, by some margin, but she's got a set of concussion oh, plates on for the honestly. first time, and they're on. They go on the front, and that's just, in my experience, a, a bit of a no-no. So yeah, I'm very they'll, they'll tell you it's not. Does. They'll tell you it's not, but then I'll tell you straight away. Well, then why have they got them on? Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. If there, if there's no issue, why has the horse got them on? Yeah, so. it, it, it grazes me up completely, and for that that reason and that reason alone, I'm very keen front page. This horse is a star. It's been just hidden in group races. Gets here now, fifty nine kilos. Well, proven commodity, isn't he? And you're getting mm. well, you're getting a decent price around the four dollars eighty. I'm going to be cheering though. I'm going to be backing front page, and I don't care if I do my dough because I'm going to be cheering for the heart of Aubrey Nemeth. Mitchy Beer, yeah. Tommy Berry, two of the better blokes going around in the game. I'll be cheering for them as well. Who do you like, mate? 
Yeah, 10-time winner from 30 stars, so he knows where the uh, the finish line is. I'm going to have something each way on Derry Grove, the 12. Yeah, uh, This horse has yet to prove himself at 1,200 metres, but wowee, his ratings, his preparation have gone through the roof. He was a, uh, had only won one race coming into this prep, and he's won all three this time in. I get Nashville Willer in the saddle. He's got a 25% strike rate when he teams up with Matty Dunn. He's unbeaten in all three runs on Derry Grove. He's been the key to this horse. He's the most profitable jockey at Roundwick over the past 12 months. Tell me what I'm missing here. $7.50, please, each way all day. I love it. I like it. You're not missing a whole lot. He's just got to step up to the plate today and he can. <laughs> All right. What we're going to do is take another break here on the Sydney set. When we come back, we go from race six right through to the back end of the card. Get noisy. The newest betting app with Bang on opening specials. Time to bet noisy, people. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Yes, yeah, Sydney, welcome back to the Sydney set. It's Everest Day, Sydney's Everest Carnival. Elegance, thrills and world-class racing await. We're getting up to now race six of the program at Ramwick this afternoon as we dive through our preview with uh, myself and uh, Mick Gannon. And race six of the program is the Sydney Stakes, a group three race run at Wait for Age. It's sort of the backup, if you like, for the Everest. Won last year by rocketing by at $61, Mr Gannon. He's in the race again this year. And you're looking at about half that price. Yes, interesting race. Cole Crusher goes forward. Argentia goes forward. So Joey Pride holds the key to this race. Argentia back in trip is ideal. 1,200 metres. I think that's great. Uh, I am me. Won't be too far away. The interesting one here, King of Sparta from the wide gate and Bella Nipatina from the wide gate. Oh, gee, it's tough. I've, I've gone outside my uh, my comfort zone. And I'm ticking. I'm tipping uh, King of Sparta at five fifty with Noisy Bet. I I think this is just the best horse in the race. I think he's ready to jump out of the ground today. Have I lost the plot, Nico? No, no, not at all. I mean, he, he's right in the mix, and you know, he's he's one of the emergencies for the Everest. In fact, so um, we know he's good when he's right, and uh, he's can unleash a hurtling sprint down the centre of the track. I'm with Bella Nipotina. I know traditionally she's probably got that big Mooney Valley reputation and a, and uh, you know a bit of a wet tracker, but she was less than the length. I think about it in the premiere. I feel like that's the right form for uh, for this. C Williams yet to miss the trifecta on her in seven rides, so she'll do me. And mate, I'll be having a peanut on rocketing by in case it's a little case of Mister Re Repeating. <laughs> Something there anyway. We're just getting a terrible singing along. I need to get to a karaoke bar. But anyway, before we do that, let's move on to we've done race seven, which of course is the Everest. We spoke about that at the top of the day. Let's um go to race eight. This is the Silver Eagle, the traditional lead up to the Golden Eagle in two weeks' time. It's over thirteen hundred metres for the four yards. Run at set weights and penalties. And Pericles, he's back. Uh Mickey's two from two this preparation. He's the favourite. Here's the favourite, and uh, speed map here suggests Kaboo will absolutely get his own way out in front here, out to the 1,300 metres today. Absolutely ideal. I can't believe the price they are betting for this horse. It is ludicrous. You're getting $11 uh, with Noisy Bet, and is each way uh, play all day. Complete forgive last start when pulled up lame. He'll be ready to fire today. He's a forgotten horse here. You've got horses like Benedetta that comes uh, come from Melbourne, uh, low flying, absolutely no doubt about um his chances, yellow brick that comes from Toowoomba. But uh, for me, I'm really keen, Kaboo, to bounce back. Okay, I'm with Benedetta here. Uh, she comes out of a really high rating, Bobby Lewis, up the Flemington Strait last start. Before that, beat the flying Paracel, who we know is a pretty handy galloper, raced in Sydney last week and only has to run a strong 1,300 metres to be right in the finish. And I think given that the race is just devoid of a little bit of pace, she might get a chance to run the, uh, the 1,300 metres out 
in a strong manner. Hey, uh, Mick, race eight of the, or race nine, I should say, of the program. This is the new race, uh, worth $5 million. It's the King Charles III Stakes, over 1,600 metres, a Group 1 event, formerly known as the uh, George Main Stakes. It's run at Wait for Rage, and what a race we've got here. Here's um, some information for you on the race. What about this? Chris Waller has won... He's won about uh, seven of the last eight runnings or seven of the last nine runnings of this race. What do you incredible, like? Incredible record here. Yeah, ridden here going forward, Golden Mile forward, Zaki forward as well. Really, really interesting. Think it over, won't be too far away. So there'll be plenty of speed on here. Mr. Brightside on top at $1.90. No spoils the price there in Noisy Bet. Fangirl gets her perfect uh, setup today. I think it's a race in those two in regards to, you know, I think the market's got it right. The two horses I was really keen on um, having a spec on would be Light Infantry Man and Buckaroo. But I just want to see how they parade. If they parade and, and look fit and, and enormous, I could easily back those two and forget about um, Mr. Brightside and Fangirl. So it's a late sort of betting race for me, Nico. How do you see it? Yeah, Mr. Brightside for me is one of the last five, three this preparation and a couple of group ones. Best last 600 metres of the entire day in the Maccabi Diva Stakes. He's airborne this horse and he's a two-time winner over this track and distance courtesy of his Doncaster wins. Agree with you, like Infantry Man has got a terrific record overseas. And just be wary of those horses coming out of the Epsom now up to weight for age. Horses like Redina yep. are considerably worse at the weights. So let's up move on it. to... Yeah, up against <laughs> it. Let's move on to race 10. This is the Yank Stakes over 1,600 metres, Group 3 for the Phillies and Mares. Hold on tight here, punters. This is the get-out stakes, and there'll be more than 50,000 people. They're obviously not all listening to us, but I'm sure they'll catch the podcast. If you want to get out, I am very confident in a two-horse play here in the last. Of course, we will be gambling responsibly, but race 10, number two, Thalassophile. It's a horse I'm very, very keen on. You're getting around $12, I think, with Tommy Berry from that low draw. Jumps out of the ground at the mile today. And more secrets from Barrier 3, Zachy Lloyd. They're the two. I'm going to play the Cornellas, and I'm going to back them both to win the same amount, Nico. I'm very keen. Yeah, I'm with you. I like both those horses. And I'm going to throw another one into the mix. Frumos uh, ran the fastest last 200 metres of the race uh, when it uh, resumed last time out. Step up to 1,400 metres will really suit. Hey, Mick, we're going to take a quick break here on the Sydney set. When we come back, we're going to wrap everything up. Get Noisy, the newest betting app with Bang on opening specials. Time to bet noisy, people. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Yes, uh, welcome back to the Sydney set. Time to wrap things up with our best bets for the day, Mr. Gannon. For me, race three at Randwick, Arctic Glamour, my absolute best. And I want to get your thoughts in Melbourne as well. We've got three group ones down there. Race seven, which is the Might and Power, with he's a shocker at 20 to one each way. Race nine's the Guineas, militarised for me, just wins and becomes the Cox Plate favourite. And race 10, I reckon you've got to forgive Enable, uh, Amenable for one bad run in the two-rack handicap. Super staff, King Colorado for me in the Guineas. 1,600 metres, absolutely ideal. Best bets in Sydney. Race two, number five, Gaza Blanca. Race four, number three, Tom Kitten in the last to get out stakes race 10 number 10 more secrets race uh, and number two philosophile there you go he's on fire mr gannon he's shooting for six weeks in a row with his best bets to get up you've been listening to the sydney set we'll catch you next week